Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This week's episode, we have a super special guest with us today. He has been known to break walnuts in between his butt cheeks, and he knows us pretty well. We are glad to have Mr. Craig Clark, Jessica's dad, as a guest here on our podcast. Sit down, buckle up, and we hope you enjoy this episode. I was more concerned about some of the other guys that Jessica dated than her dating Steve. But we what were your concerns we there? Just that we didn't like him. <laughs> we like Steve a lot more than this guy, <laughs> but we don't want you dating either of them. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex love, marriage, ex marriage, divorce, ex divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. What if we're not ready? (laughs) That's too dang bad. You're a guest on this show. You better be ready. A special oh, guest. Now a I'm a guest. Special huh? guest. Yes. Now I'm just a guest. <laughs> no. He's a special guest. Okay. Should we introduce him right now since we're already talking yeah. about him? Well, first he had the question about what are little dudes. Oh, what are little dudes? So maybe we should explain to your dad what a little dude is. Oh, Matt just dropped dude. the beans. Spilled the beans. Dropped the beans. <laughs> dropped them. <laughs> Uh, you get that from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so today's guest, now that Matt has said it, is Craig, Jessica's dad. My dad is my dad. Mm-hmm. Although you guys might claim him as a fatherly figure in your life, he's my dad. That's the rumor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're okay. still waiting for some tests. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolute confirmation. <laughs> A few more interviews to do. Like yeah. that. That's why that's why we brought you here today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. little dudes. We my dad asked what the little dudes are. Yeah. So who wants to explain the little dude game or what little dudes are? I think Steve does. He yeah. looks like he wants to. I feel like we've done this before. Probably a year ago. We did. <laughs> but they are up for sale and we have new listeners. So the little dude game, little guy, little, I don't know what they're called, goes back a bunch of years to at least when I was a kid, my dad would hide this little Lego man around the house. And if you found him, you just moved him to a new spot and nothing was ever said about it. It just, there was this little Lego dude that would just move from one location to the next in the house. And it's been a fun thing to keep doing. Yeah. Is yep. that where this actually started yes. with me and my childhood? It was you I, I know and your you, childhood. Jessica, like made this into a thing and like made these little clay dudes and like a bunch yeah. of people in your family do them now. But I think that's where it started. It right? originally started okay. with you and your family, and then you suggested you and I do it, and then I made them for Christmas for and you gave them. all of my cousins and everybody. And then Matt and I have continued it with our family. And one of your cousins made a Facebook profile for the little <laughs> dude. And like posted stuff yeah. <laughs> on his behalf, which was funny. Was I can't imagine that went on long. But So one of the things that I keep hearing about is people are so sick of Elf on the Shelf. And mm. we do typically pull our little dudes out at, <laughs> at Christmas time. 
So I'm like, this is a great alternative. Craig, what are your thoughts about Elf, Elf on the Shelf? Shelf? I love them. Elf yeah. on the Shelf or Little Dudes? Dudes? Both of them. Yeah, I like Wrong little answer. Guys. You're supposed to love the Little Dudes more. <laughs> well, clearly. I said I loved them both. I didn't say which one I loved the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the whole tradition. Now, we just started selling them this last Sunday, and they are only for sale for two weeks. And I have a limited quantity that I'm selling because I hand make all the little dudes. They're made with love from me to you. Do you have any help making these? Um, No. Like Elsa on wanna, the shelf? Do you guys want to help me? No, I was just asking. <laughs> no. I'll volunteer Penny. <laughs> I, I was going to volunteer Sarah. My girls, the girls might be old enough this year that they could actually make them. We'll see. Penny's been making that kind of stuff for ages. I know, but have you seen her? Like, have you seen her details? Quality <laughs> compared to not that these are super detailed, but still, the quality is a little different. Not than... looking for quantity. Like she can make a lot of slime, like quantities and quantities and quantities of slime. <laughs> right. But little tiny detailed dudes, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm making them on my own. I've committed to just one style this year, one type of little dude you can order, and limited quantities so that I don't lose my sanity. But people want them. They sold really well last year. We're excited to do it because it really does feel like we're sharing part of our Christmas tradition or our story, story, our childhood with you guys. And it also gives you an opportunity to share that with others. So there you go. Create a lasting relationship and bond with your family. <laughs> That's what we're looking for, right, Greg? Penny and I have one That's of what these. The ad says. These little dudes. And one of them... I think was hidden for about six months. <laughs> and nobody found it? No, I knew where it was all along. I was just waiting for her to find did it. Did she find she it? She finally did. <laughs> yeah. This was from last year? Yeah, okay. a while ago. I think it's fun though, like when you find the little dude, especially if it's somewhere you know it was meant for you, it's just kind of fun that somebody thought about you and stuck this guy. Knew you were going to find it there. Yeah. Yep. I found him by my toothbrush. I found him in my cupboards, in my kitchen when I'm cooking. In your lingerie, everywhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> Never that one there. took a while. <laughs> like Matt wouldn't have found that first. <laughs> yeah. Steve, if you want, like you get uncomfortable when I say awkward things. My dad and Matt say the most awkward things and the most uncomfortable <laughs> conversations wow. i'm like it's your Wait, daughter awkward for who yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> we're not going to get into those today well okay. we're not getting into so what are we getting into today <laughs> no the awkward conversations dad <laughs> oh right <laughs> what are we getting into today because we've been talking about interviewing you craig for years yeah. years, years. We've, i know literally I, I, yeah. I take it more as you've been threatening me <laughs> We've been threatening yeah. to put you on the podcast <laughs> for years. Yeah. Well, today's your lucky day, special Craig. Yeah, I was able to free up today. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the only time in like a month or so that I'd have available. Yeah. Such a uh -huh. busy guy. False. Yeah. He's tell, so busy. With tell all us the... what you do with yeah. your time that keeps yeah, you Dad, so busy. You, what were you up to now? Well, I would... Last night, Craig and I went and looked at a potential business endeavor. That's Could... right. We did. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? We can't say. Oh. <laughs> Brother. You got to wait until the details are <laughs> yeah, finalized. Right. They don't want somebody to steal their idea. <laughs> no. Um, just to be clear, Matt has like four potential businesses right now outside of the business he actually runs. Yeah. No. <laughs> 
Do you remember Which when we were a potential business? It's an actual business. Yeah. yeah. Craig, do you remember True. when we had a business endeavor we were going to do once upon a time? I do. Every time I drive by there, <laughs> I think of that. <laughs> well, what's I also tell Penny every time we drive by. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd still Gramps. like to do that. It's, yeah. If I had unlimited funds, I would. Yeah. And yeah. what is this? We were going to buy the old armory building by In Fort Pocatello? Boise. No. Yeah. By and turn oh. it into an indoor mountain biking park. Oh, that'd be cool. Be so that, you know awesome. the building we're talking about? Yeah, it's a cool It used building. to just be a shell. It was just a concrete uh-huh. building, multiple levels. All the doors and windows were That's gone. a really nice building. And it would have been like super cool to just, most of the inside was just open air, but there were some like levels to it. And now it's been completely renovated, but yeah, it would have been, would have been cool. You know, so I, I always tell Penny when we drive past, you Gramps know, and I, we try to buy that building. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jessica. You know, what's funny about this is, I thought it was Matt and my dad that would talk about doing the mountain bike park, indoor mountain biking park. So I Just guess one of your husbands and your dad. <laughs> I guess so. Your dad and I had talked about that too. <laughs> we talk a lot of, about a lot of things. You have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. So this month we are talking about, well, last week we shared some untold stories from when we got divorced, going through the divorce process. And next week, our dear listener episode is geared towards supporting people who are going through a divorce. So we thought, who better could we have than one of the people who is the biggest support for me when I was going through my divorce? Look at my dad's eyes. <laughs> and honestly, he's wondering support, who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> a big support for Steve when we were going through our divorce. Would you agree with that, Steve? Definitely. That, that my dad was a support as well. And for me too, during that time. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <laughs> during Lies. your divorce. Matt. I'm always there for you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear, Matt did not know my family or my dad when he got his divorce. Not that I knew of. Yeah. So far <laughs> she knows. Our parents yeah. knew each other. Yeah, but we didn't find that out until later. Until Matt and I started dating. So anyway. Carry on. Welcome to our show, Dad. Oh, thanks. Great to be here. My dad's name is Craig, just to be clear, yeah. <laughs> since I keep calling him Dad. I call him Craig. Yep. A lot of people call me other things. Like yeah. what? Kids call him Gramps. 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 I get called Cole quite a bit. <laughs> Clark. <laughs> he is an identical twin yeah. brother, so that's where the Cole, Cole. comes from. Yeah. yeah. And you also get called Gramsy Poo. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Depending on the mustache and the hair, Craig and Cole do look a lot alike. True. You see, my dad and I are starting to look more and more alike because he just- (laughs) You do have the same haircut right now. Matching haircuts again. We have matching haircuts. Yeah, I told her, just don't shave your mustache. It will look just the same. (laughs) (laughs) Told too late. Every once in a while, depending on the mustache, she also looks a lot like Colonel Sanders. So either he looks like Cole or Jessica or Colonel Sanders. (laughs) (laughs) That's great, guys. (laughs) So we do have some points we want to speak to. If you remember these moments, Dad, and if you don't, that's fine. That will be the challenge. <laughs> it's okay. Steve never remembers. So it's okay if you don't remember. And neither does yeah, Jessica. You know, Steve doesn't remember, but then after you prompt him a little bit, he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It comes, it <laughs> yeah, comes, it comes back to, to me. Him. Yeah. I don't think it will with me, but we'll see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this might just be us bringing up conversations right. and sharing our side of it. And I'll just be saying, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be wonderful. (laughs) Okay. Okay, where do you want to start with your dad? So I wanted to start with 
the conversation that I had when I called you, dad, you and mom, I was in Colorado visiting and I called to tell you that I am driving or I'm flying back to Colorado, packing up my stuff and driving home to Boise because Steve and I are getting a divorce. Wait, that Oma, I distinctly wait, remember. Oklahoma or Colorado? Just Oklahoma. Oh, okay, I was flying back to yeah. Oklahoma. You know, just, a, just a light opener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that that I distinctly remember. Like one of the worst days of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more. Well, because I mean, you were on the phone crying, and you were really upset, and you were somewhere between here and Oklahoma or Colorado. Yeah, and there's nothing we could do about it. Yeah. So, what was that conversation yeah. like? What was what was said? Do you remember? I uh, kind of vaguely. I mean, yeah, you just told us what was going on and what had gone on and what was you're doing then that you're leaving and coming home and how how much details was were shared during that phone call? That I don't remember. I th- I think Jessica told us why, but. You know, I don't. I don't remember it as being a really long conversation. I don't either. either. Because I mean, what do you say? Yeah, we're breaking up. I'm coming home, and that was it. Yeah. And I remember. Yeah. I don't know if it was at that time or in the next couple of days that you guys. I mean, you guys offered to fly down and help me pack up and move home, and I refused to let you. <laughs> yeah, you were. Why did you refuse that? Because I needed the time and space to process on my own. Okay. I felt that was one of the things that was kind of frustrating is because we wanted to do a lot more for you or anything that we could. And and if we weren't doing it, we feel like, ah, oh, we're not doing our job. And and what? Yeah. there's not much you really can do in a scenario like that. So the few things you can do, you want to. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't let you. I mean, <laughs> Other like, than being physically present and supportive and helping with like the logistics of something like that. I mean, what else do you really do to help someone through? Yeah, like, do you scenario, want to stay so. at our house? Do you need money and and yeah. all that kind of stuff? Because we felt like, oh, she's going through this. She's going to want someone close that you know can be there with her and things like and, that. And moving back from one state to another is not a small endeavor with a new baby. Yeah. So it is shocking that you wanted to do that on your own, Jessica. She was too. But yeah, I it's brand new baby. Two years but, new. <laughs> but I still was driving. I mean, I I drove one and a half from Oklahoma to Boise by myself with a car that kept breaking down. I mean, we've been through this story mm-hmm. and Penny was sick and See, most people would want their dad <laughs> you to got come help all them on your that stuff drive. into one car. <laughs> no, no, no. We sent we put it in those pod things that like will ship your stuff. Mm-hmm. So I came home. We scheduled them to be there when I got home from Oklahoma or from Colorado. And then Steve and I packed up what we could. I'm a little confused on this timeline of what state were you? you so you were she living had, in Oklahoma, right? You were visiting, visiting friends in Colorado. We separated. we separated. So she left to go stay with friends in Colorado. So you were staying with friends in Colorado. And that's when you called your dad from Colorado, but saying that you were moving from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Got it. Yeah, it is all weird. Just making sure that right. it's clear for okay. So during that time that we were separated, she was in Colorado. That's when the decision was made. Like right before you came back. Literally, I think it was the, the day. day before. Yeah. And so I'm calling everybody because I'm going to be driving mm-hmm. home in a few days to Boise, and people need to know. And like my dad said, like they offered to let me live at their house and whatever I needed, which I knew would be the offer. 
There was no doubt in my mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wasn't going to be. I wasn't going to be helped. And I think we kind of felt. I know I did that. That you would need to be around people like us, like your parents mm-hmm. and stuff, and and kind of like listening to these uh, podcasts. If I said maybe that wasn't really the case, that you wanted more time to kind of work through it and maybe let your emotions out, not in front of all of us. So <laughs> I kind of grew to understand a little bit more, I think, after listening to the podcast. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. so funny. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> what? No, I no, think that's... it's funny that, well, and I've had other people close to me in our family reach mm-hmm. out and say the same thing. Like, I mm-hmm. understand so much more. I have yeah. too. Mm-hmm. And I tried to communicate things. Like, we tried our best, but also... It was really overwhelming mm-hmm. to be in that situation. So, Craig, you get this phone call from your daughter. Obviously, she's heartbroken. Now you're heartbroken. Like, you remember those feelings. What were your feelings towards this guy right here sitting across from me, Steve, at the time? Like, what were those feelings? Yeah, that That's a good point. At in that fact, moment. I kind of thought about that before. Maybe it was l- listening to some of the podcasts. Like, how did I feel? What were my emotions? But- I wasn't thinking about Steve at all. Hmm. I mean, not not one bit, really. I was only concerned about you and how you were feeling. And it's kind of like that emotion sort of overwhelmed mm-hmm. any other ones that I might have. And so it wasn't like, oh, Steve this, Steve that, or, or anything like that. Because at that point, I wasn't thinking about that at all. Well, mm-hmm. I really felt like once you and mom knew that I was okay that, you know, I was, and not that I'm saying this was right when I got back, but like down the road, that's when you started thinking about Steve. I feel like it came, <laughs> you offered him that support and those things do later you, on. Do you remember when we talked about, you and I and Kathy and um, Jessica, the four of us talked about all of this face-to-face? Um, where at where, when we did this? D.C.? And that's the first time they saw you yeah, that, after we Washington D.C. That would be the first time that, in Zach that and Carly's yeah. living room. Yeah, I, we, I, we I move do on to that conversation. That. Unless yeah. there's more, you guys. No, want. yeah, that's, that's fine. What do you remember from that conversation? It was the the four of us. So I, it actually originated from you and Kathy. I don't know which of the two of you said, yeah. "Hey, we want to sit down and talk to you guys." I think it was you, Craig, saying Probably, we want yeah. to talk to both of you about what's gone on and what your plan is and where you're going, and we have some questions and. Yeah, I think that Kathy and I had already sort of come to terms as to how we thought about it, kind of what our reaction was. And I think this and, was a few months later, so and, you'd had time. No. Yeah. No? It, I, I don't think it was that long. How long was it, Jessica? I came home just before Halloween, mm-hmm. and then Penny's birthday is the week after Halloween. We were together in D.C. at Penny's birthday. That's okay. why, like, we made sure for sure that okay. we c- were in touch with you because okay. you were visiting there as well. It was literally. I like, was there for two work. Weeks. You were there. Yeah, we had we had planned this trip before we separated, and my brother lived there. My parents were coming. Like, we were trying to get everybody together that we could. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it was Penny's birthday, and that's why we wanted to make sure you were a part of that and around. That was our two year birthday. Her two year birthday, so it was super close. Okay. So you didn't have much time to process. No, but, no, but we had enough time. I think that we had. How much time do you of, think you need to process? Right. Obviously, there are some questions, and you guys met at your brother's living room apartment, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yeah. and had this yeah. conversation. What do you remember from that, Craig? Well, 
I think it does take a while to process, like like maybe a few weeks as you kind of get over the initial thing. Okay. What can we do for Jessica? How can we help her? And then sort of like you start delving into why did this happen, how, and things mm-hmm. like that. And like I say, I think Kathy and I had already kind of come to our own conclusions and, and sort of resolutions. And I was a little bit surprised that when we had this get together, Carly and Zach's reaction, because theirs was different than ours. Oh, yeah. They were a lot more upset and angry. And Kathy and I weren't because we'd already sort of come to the conclusion that given your background, Steve, and the fact that he had a wife that he loved and a daughter that he loved, that this is the only way this thing could have sort of resolved. Really, it had to be. Mm -hmm. It couldn't be like, well, I might be gay. I'm going to go find out. And then I'll come back and let you guys know, or let's get divorced, and then I'm going to go find out if I'm gay, and then we'll take it from there. I just, I didn't think it could happen that way, given, like I say, Steve, your background, how you had been raised, kind of, especially what your thinking still was at that time about what it meant to be a good Mormon and have a good Mormon life and Mm -hmm. and everything, but also knowing sort of your proclivities, you know, that, that you, uh, like to look at gay porn and things like that and kind of how that, you know, how do you process that mm-hmm. and that whole thing. I, I think that's the only way that could happen, that uh, you weren't going to throw all this other stuff away for something maybe. So that, if, you're, if your feelings that during this conversation with him in the living room was an anger, then what were those feelings? Well, I think kind of a lot of the th- the feelings we had sort of already processed, and it, and it wasn't anger. I don't think we really looked at Steve much differently then than we had before. I think it was like you said; he was just trying. They were trying to get a feel for what our plan was. Yeah, they okay. heard it from me, but like sitting there with Steve and us talking it all out, I think it was also probably important for you guys to see Steve and I interacting. Yeah. I think that was yeah. a good thing for people to see. So I guess what I'm gathering from this is that during this conversation. Kathy and Craig came with this, probably this feeling of understanding. I mean, is that how you felt, Steve? Like, did you feel (laughs) like they were a little understanding or not so understanding? Or I don't know. What were your feelings, Steve? I was terrified to go into this and bawled my eyes out for most of it. (laughs) And I remember, I'm sure I don't remember all of it, but the specifics I remember from you, Craig, were that you wanted to know why, and I, I think, you know, what you explained about kind of having reached a conclusion of this was the only way it would happen. Mm-hmm. I, I, f- I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I remember it was that you initially kind of thought, like, why did you marry a woman if you know you're gay? Why did you do this? Like, why? Not in an angry way, but just like a, like, the why sincere is a gay question? Yeah. 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 Help me understand. Like, if you yeah. know this about yourself, why did you put yourself on a path that you knew wasn't the right fit for you? Kind of a question. And... What was your answer then? It was interesting to me to have someone share that perspective with me because no one else in my life did of just mm-hmm. the perspective of, you're gay. Why'd you marry a woman? Because to me, that was not an option. Like, like marrying a woman was the only, like you don't just be gay. You don't just, even if you are, you don't just go live a gay lifestyle. And mm-hmm. it, was, it was kind of an important thing for me to recognize that not everyone sees this as a, like, like it is an option to just live a gay lifestyle if you know you're gay. Mm-hmm. And 
And and for you, it, it seemed to me like you were that's kind of what you were presenting was why didn't you do that? Why did you choose this path instead of choosing a path that was an actual fit for you? Yeah, and in retrospect, I, I see also that at this point you hadn't really I don't think you'd fully resolved no. uh your gay feelings, you yes. know, that like how do I make this work in my life? Am I really gay? What does that mean? And this all very... mean? especially going forward. Yeah. And it, at that point, I didn't really realize that you hadn't fully resolved it, that. It didn't yeah. feel like a decision to me yet. Mm-hmm. Of, it just, it felt out of my control. It just felt like it wasn't what I wanted, but I had to accept that I just wasn't going to get what I wanted. And mm-hmm. which was to stay in the church and stay in the marriage and all those things. And that just, I hadn't resolved all of that and I hadn't come to a place that I was accepting of that. So mm-hmm. that's the specific conversation I remember with you, Craig. Yeah. I re- and I remember, I don't remember like any specifics, but I, I remember, like I say, more of Zach and Carly's sort of reaction. Like I say, that they, they seemed yeah, this a little is, bit This is the occasion where I thought Zach was going to freaking angry. clock me when <laughs> yeah. I walked in his house. And I don't remember like anything that they said. I just remember that. There was, there was tension. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also, I remember Kathy being, expressing disappointment in a couple of different things, not in, neither of you expressed disappointment in that I was, that I was gay or that this was the path I was choosing, but just in a couple of aspects of how I had handled things and where I had not put Jessica's safety and feelings first. Yeah, I remember that now too, yeah. Um... What were some of the safety? Well, that issues? was our that was kind of our biggest concern too. Well, we talked last time. Was this last time? Recently, mm-hmm. sometime uh-huh. about how I think it was last time we recorded, mm-hmm. but about the last time you and I were together sexually, Jessica, and how it like didn't really happen, but that I was going to let it happen, and that really, Craig, you and Kathy both expressed grave concern that I had been, I had had sex with a man, and yeah. now I was going to have sex with my wife, and you were. Well, you, it kind of you were disappointed that I was jeopardizing her with any safety. other person and yeah. then Jessica. Right. I mean, that's how sexual diseases get right. transmitted. And, so you and expressed that was part of the concern. Yeah. Disappointment in me yeah. for making that poor decision, and reasonably so. That's interesting but, because. Well, go ahead, Jess. No, nope, you go. I was just going to say my. So my parents, my mom, when my mom first found out that my wife had been cheating on me, one of her first things that she said was, "Okay, you need to go get tested for STDs." And I wasn't expecting that. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> you're like, I'm dealing with, yeah, I'm dealing with so much emotion here. Are fidelity so and- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, why was that the first? Yeah. Anyways, but as a it, parent it, now, I'm, you know, it's on top of my mind. We're it very took aware. me by surprise yeah. too, because I was not fluent in, I mean, I didn't know a dang thing about STDs and. Safety and rest. You're the only you, one I've been with, Jessica. You knew and stuff, but you had never had to think I, about I it yeah. because you were only with me right. and I'd only been with you. And I was, we were so yeah. overwhelmed by the emotion and the, you know, I it, it was not something I had taken into consideration and should have. And you guys were right to voice that to me. And I, I was glad to know how you felt about specific things. But I do, it was, it was a relief to me to know that you, walking away from there, that you weren't disappointed in me as as a human being, as a gay man who had wronged your daughter, you were disappointed in specific decisions I had made that could have, that I could have made better decisions. I guess, how do I say that? You were disappointed yep. in choices, not disappointed in who I was. That's correct. Absolutely. Yeah. And that yeah. was, I that mean, was an important 
takeaway for me. Let's face it, who of us hasn't made mistakes? And so if we've all made mistakes, how can we be hypercritical of someone that does? Even if it is a big mistake, still, I mean, we have to give other people the opportunity to make their own mistakes. And and sometimes you do things, you don't know that it's a mistake or that it's a wrong thing to do. You just do what you feel is right or feel it where you have to. And then subsequently, you know, there could be consequences, but no, it wasn't. Uh, but I do have to say something in this specific conversation of that they were upset about the possible STD thing, whatever. I made a decision to sleep with Steve as well. This wasn't like Steve mm-hmm. was. You did, I hadn't come clean to you yet. Forcing me to sleep with him. You didn't have all the information. We yeah. had sex after I had all the information, though. We slept together after that point. Oh, now you're telling us, did we? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, you did. Jessica, we need to have a little. I didn't think so, we so had. One of the things on the board last week that we did not talk about was the actual last time we had sex. I remember it very I thought clearly. That was it. Nope, it was not. Maybe we should save, yeah. save this yeah, story but, for But I'm just episode. saying, like, it happened, and it was more than once after that. Mm-hmm. And, like... Because I have okay. some stories the last time I had sex, too. Okay. <laughs> we can talk about mine, too. You want to bring Let's that not. up? Let's just not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if a, if a, there's a 10-year window there. If it happened more than 10 w- years oh, ago, we can talk about it. You're saying we haven't had sex in the last 10 years. <laughs> no, he's no, saying, I'm saying, saying... I'm saying if you have, we're not talking about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you just disqualified yourself. Yeah, there we go. All I'm, I'm saying is that I always felt like people did put that on you. And I'm like standing there like, hello, I made this decision too. Did you make the decision? Well, we yeah. engaged. Okay. Like, I, it wasn't like you forced me into anything ever, okay. ever, ever, ever. And so it's well. just funny to me that. Well, people were disappointed in you. (laughs) I understand you're the one who went outside of the marriage and, you know, brought the possibility in. But still, I made a decision to still sleep with him after that, Mm -hmm. too. I always thought that was interesting Mm -hmm. because, I mean, I heard that from several people. Oh, he shouldn't have done that to you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I made a decision to sleep with him still. Wait, we're still putting the blame on Steve because (laughs) obviously he seduced you. Gosh, Steve. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Probably. Okay, so, Craig, the next step that Jessica and Steve, in their relationship, like, they ended up dating each other again. (laughs) My dad's Okay, so, yeah, so after this DC experience. I realized I was making that face. (laughs) What face were you making? This would have been March. (laughs) Jessica had a couple boyfriends between that November and March. But I moved back in March to date her again. And what was going through your head, Craig? Oh, I was going to say, um, <laughs> I was more concerned about her dating some of those other guys mm. than her dating you. <laughs> <laughs> there was one of them that I had to put in place a, like, dad, if I'm yeah. going to call him, my dad was mm. my, my sponsor. If I'm going to call this guy to hang out with him, I had to call my dad first. Mm. I remember driving to his house one night and calling my dad on the way there. My Explain dad didn't why. even answer, but I still I didn't. No, but I still oh. the actual making the call. I was like, why "Explain am I doing why." This? If I have to call my dad, I should leave because the guy always made me feel like crap after I hung out so with him. So this was someone you sh- you didn't want yourself to date, but no, you found but yourself wanting to date him. Okay, <laughs> you were bored. He was around. She was bored. She was waiting Something. for me to so, still get back to her. Yeah. <laughs> 
that. So you needed your dad to stop you from making a dumb decision and going and see a guy that yeah. wasn't good for you. My dad and so that you could my wait friend for Tara. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because we- it just wasn't a relationship that served me. But I was also still a little, you know, wanted to hang out with somebody so, and girlfriends yeah. weren't around. And anyways. We had, at this point, Kathy and I had kind of come to the conclusion that Jessica needed to work through this herself, although we didn't necessarily want her to be dating you because we felt like there would not be a positive conclusion that Steve's gay and so it's probably not going to work. But we also knew that it was pointless for us to step in and say, hey, you shouldn't date him. Mm-hmm. Kathy may have said that. I don't know. But <laughs> we do know that that you kind of, you just had to work through it. Yes. But one thing in there, and this goes back to what somebody said Sunday too to Matt or to me and then Matt stepped in, is that there wouldn't be a positive conclusion. And honestly, I feel like there was a positive conclusion, just not the one yeah. we were hoping for. Yeah. And and I know we, that's, that's what true. you mean. I know that's what yeah. you mean. But yeah. Is, you know, that you knew we probably wouldn't get back together, but there was closure and like. Right. And that's what we both got out of and, it. And we were thinking, yeah. uh, we were. More like, well, you could still get that closure, but not through dating. You didn't have yeah. to date to get the closure. Mm-hmm. So that was that was the part that, yeah. you know, we were. So you were you were against them dating again. Yeah, but you I thought it was a waste of time. Or yeah, well, just like I said, I was more concerned about some of the other guys that mm-hmm. Jessica dated than her dating Steve. But we what didn't, were your concerns we didn't, there? Just that we didn't like him. <laughs> You know, we like Steve a lot more than this guy, but we don't want you dating either of them. <laughs> only, and the only reason that we didn't want the two of you dating is because there was no point in it, I felt like. I felt like it's going to kind of circle back to where it had been already, that this isn't a workable proposition, and that uh, the workable proposition is, well, let's figure out how we continue on with our separate lives, but together. Yeah. yeah, But again, I think we had to go through that process to be able to figure out how we could yeah. work through our separate lives together. It was an interesting time. But I knew, I mean, I knew making this decision that nobody was really on board with this. It's not like I was oblivious to the <laughs> fact that yeah. my parents were probably like freaking out, my brothers. Like I knew, and Steve likewise, that people were just, well, yeah. what are you guys doing? But we, we weren't we weren't freaking out. Kathy and I weren't. We I knew know, that just... that you would get to the right yeah. place, yeah. that you would work through it, and everything would be fine. So, yeah. so <laughs> let's just talk about your view of parenting in general at this stage. You have a very close relationship with your daughter. She just got divorced. She's now a single mom back in Boise, dating guys, reconsidering dating her ex, <laughs> all these things. How did that change your role as her dad, or did it? Her doing that, I think to some extent we kind of realized, you know, Jessica's an adult now. We kind of la- have to let her make her own way. We can still be there to counsel her or give her our, our opinions and things like that. But we weren't going to like put our foot down and say, you can't do this or that. They were, so any, yeah. any thoughts to share with a parent of someone who is, whose child is going through a divorce? I, I'd say the first thing is like, is, Take a step back and don't let your emotions control the person that, that you put out there because it's not going to do anybody any good. You have to take a step back and kind of let the grown child be a grown child. Yeah. 
Yeah. And act like an adult also. Because yeah. when emotions come into play, nothing really good comes out of it. So step back and have confidence in your child that they'll do the right thing. And also hope that they will come to you and ask your opinion on things if they're not sure. And Yeah. And what you're saying, I mean, like being on the other side of that is if you guys had been telling me what to do or gotten up in my business a lot, like I know you guys expressed opinions and concerns and whatever, but it was done in a way that was very much still, we support you no matter what you do. I would have been like, I'm done. Like, cut you off because I couldn't have handled the extra the emotion. Of I, being I, cut off. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me Good yeah, job, Dad. Nice. You got it. You got it. Wow. Nice. Um, and instead, I felt supported and that they did have confidence in me making those decisions. And I have to say, something that keeps popping into my mind is I remember going shopping with you a couple times, Dad, after recently after getting divorced. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because you guys weren't supporting me financially. Steve and I were figuring it out and you I wasn't living at your house. And I could tell you guys wanted things to help. And it was like, I mentioned I needed new luggage at one point. And the next thing I know, I've got a new suitcase that you and I, I was like, oh, that's a cool suitcase. And you bought it that day. And things like that that I needed, for sure mm-hmm. needed help with. And you bought me a computer. I remember that was a big deal. You bought me a laptop mm-hmm. so that I had a computer and that was a big deal. That's funny because as I've listened to these podcasts, I've thought, oh my gosh, why wasn't I there to do these things? How come I wasn't, <laughs> how come I didn't know about this? I could have done this and that and the other. I, and I just felt like I didn't do enough. But, oh my gosh. Yeah. You painted, you helped me hang anything mm, in my house. You painted, you watched my kid. <laughs> you, there were all sorts of things you did and that you guys showed up in ways I needed. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of ways I wouldn't let you. And that's the reason you probably didn't do them is because I yeah. wouldn't let you. <laughs> you respected that, so, which was important. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, changing Steve's the subject here. I have a phone. list. I have a long oh, list okay. of questions. But we only have wow. like five, ten minutes left. I have left. like five questions left. Well, that's and, too bad. And that's the thing, well, too, because I still have a lot of questions as well. But I feel like we're going to have to have Craig back because I want to also have those questions geared towards Craig of, kind of what he thought about me when mm. I came into the picture. Okay, two. I'm putting that down as another, okay. Okay. So another episode. Do you want to go there, man? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I just thought of a really good episode on this. Yeah, so some of my questions can fall into that one then because they're like in that time frame. Okay. You get one more question, Steve. You were the only person I came out to, Craig, who suspected already that I was gay. Do you remember that? Do you remember why? Um, I. He's got a good gaydar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, I at least the I only don't, one that I remember, or at least the only one who voiced that. I don't remember why I thought that, other than because you never really, until like the last few years or so, I'd never really thought, oh, Steve acts like a gay person. Like, yeah, the gay dar wouldn't have, you think like that, a, wouldn't have like popped it. up. Do you think you, that now? No, you have. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely more so now. Craig, you yeah. shared. <laughs> good, for good or bad, yeah. Craig, you shared a couple of times just golfing with you. You would always say, like, there was just different occasions where all of a sudden Steve would come out of a bathroom and be like, he just got hit on. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. That was the only thing yeah. was that it seemed like. You did get <laughs> hit on by guys. And and I thought, well, why is that? 
That, that was the reason. Like, yeah, yeah, that was the reason I remember you that, being that you said that you weren't surprised to hear that I'm gay because you know of so many times that I'd been hit on by a guy. Yeah, and there may have been. So it wasn't more your gaydar; it was your awareness of others. Yeah, and, and it me. may have been more things than that. I don't know, but I think that was probably the. Mm. You know, if I said, "Oh, if I think Steve's gay, this might be the reason why guys are always hitting on him," so. I do know That's there were other people that came to that assumption just because they figured there was no other reason you and I were getting divorced. Right. Why else my, would my they grandma, get divorced? Yeah. yeah. People who just, Friends, if they really sat and thought, why was Stephen not to like? get divorced? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we had a... We had like, a really good marriage, yeah, otherwise. We and, got along pretty well, and mm-hmm, I mean, yeah. we had ups and downs. I threw a cell phone at a wall, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know general which brings me to a question jessica how many cell phones have you gone through dad this is a conversation the four of us need to have oh third episode <laughs> i've gotten better you have mm-hmm. thank you my last phone kept for how many years two, two. with no Cracks, breaks, losses, or anything. Wow. Please knock on wood. Knock on wood. I just got a new phone. So there you go. I'm getting better. Okay. Any last must ask questions? No, mine mine can go on the next round too. Okay, send them to me and I'll put them in the in the file for the next one. Because we're organized now, guys. Seriously, we're done already? We're done, Dad. Well, that was way less painless than I thought it would be. Well, you're not done. We just decided we're doing a whole nother round. So. All right. <laughs> or three. Thanks for popping my bubble, Steve. <laughs> it always goes faster than you think. Yeah. It, like when you're actually recording. Yep. So. All right. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks for okay. being here. Have a great week. Thanks, I'll, Dad. I'll feed saying. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode of Husband-in-Law and that you will be back next week for some more awesomeness. I wanted to remind you that you have a week and a half left to pick up your little dudes. We are only selling a limited amount of them for a limited amount of time. So if we run out before the two weeks is up, we will be done because I am hand making all of these little dudes with love. And we want to send a little piece of our family tradition to you and your family, and maybe if you want, to your friends and your family as well. So go pick up your little dudes right now. The link is in our show notes, or you can go to theboldlogic.com forward slash little dudes. Yes, you heard that right. It is theboldlogic.com forward slash little dudes. We just decided to keep the name. We've always called them little dudes. I know it's a little weird, but hey, that's how we roll. Have a great week. In any relationship, guys, there are going to be topics that the two of you don't see eye to eye on and don't need to see eye to eye on. It doesn't have to be a source of tension or a sore spot in your relationship. How you feel has value and is worth expressing and standing behind just as how the other person feels about that topic is worth listening to and is worth trying to gain understanding of. Take the time to explain where you're coming from and why you feel the way you do. Take the time to listen to why they feel the way they do and try and understand that. A little bit of mutual understanding can do wonders for any relationship in life.